0: Hey, good evening. If you're coming for that all church prayer night, you may want to get here at six, just in case. Um, You just want to reserve your seat. So uh, I may have given you the wrong time. I don't know. Um, So hey, good evening. My name is Scott. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. And I'm in recovery from sex addiction and compulsive overeating. Hey, I am so grateful that we got volunteers volunteers that uh, really do everything here on a Tuesday night, Uh, doing food, doing music for us, even during preaching, I like it. I was starting to start boogying up there, but um, (laughs) that is good stuff. Um, But man, we've got lots of people that do lots of things. And I just thank you guys that uh, serve, give your time and your energy uh, to do whatever you do and appreciate that. If you don't have a place to serve and volunteer, I encourage you to work your 12th step and give back in some way. Um, We need help. One of the ways that we need help right now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's a lot of people that listen to us all over the world. We've had people come visit from Australia, from England, from all over the United States. Um, We have people that listen to us in India and all over the place. But unfortunately, since March, we have not been able to get our podcast out there. And so there's been a huge backlog, and so... We need somebody that would be willing to come in, be trained, and get us caught up so that people all over the world can listen to the experience, strength, and hope of what happens here. And so um, if that is you and you're interested in that, please fill out a Connect card that's in front of you and give it to me tonight during dessert. Or at least let's talk about it. But tonight we're talking about sanity there's lots of things that I remember about sanity. I remember one scene from, uh, there's one episode of uh, Jerry Seinfeld. And Kramer cracks me up in this, but he would just bust in the room. He just, right? Just does this. He goes, serenity now. And he just like runs out, right? Basically, he's saying, dude, my life is so insane, I need some sanity. I need something to just bring me back down to normal. And that's huge, because I feel like that a lot in my life. Maybe it's returning to that same thing over and over again. I don't know if you relate to this, but I grew up watching these shows, and so you guys watch the screen as we maybe reminisce on Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, now Charlie Brown. I can't believe it. She must think I'm the most stupid person alive. Come on, Charlie Brown. I'll hold the ball and you kick it. Hold it? Ha! You'll pull it away and I'll land flat on my back and kill myself. But, Charlie Brown, it's Thanksgiving. What's that got to do with anything? Well, one of the greatest traditions we have is the Thanksgiving Day football game. And the biggest, most important tradition of all is the kicking off of the football. Is that right? Absolutely. Come on, Charlie Brown. It's a big honor for you. Well, if it's that important, a person should never turn down a big honor. Maybe I should do it. She wouldn't try to trick me on a traditional holiday. This time I'm gonna kick that football clear to the moon! God! Isn't it peculiar, Charlie Brown, how some traditions just slowly fade away? Oh, man, um, I was just going to put this down here. Matt, you want to come up and kick the ball for us? I promise I will hold it. I, I promise, promise. No, but hey, reality is that sometimes, I bet a lot of you codependents out there relate to that. Trust me this time, trust me, I'm not going to use again. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> right? It's unfortunate, but that's what happens, I think, in our life. As we trust and we trust and we trust. And there's many of us in this room that are waiting for that as I hear the other foot to fall. When is it going to be done? When is enough enough? But the reality is we live in a world where it's insane. And so if you look up the definition of insanity, it's this. It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Doing that same thing over and over again, I'm not going to use this time. This time, I won't go to that dealer. (laughs) But we know another dealer. (laughs) I'm going to go to a different store. I'm not going to stop at that many more. I'm going to stop over. Okay. And we just start making decisions based on the truth. The wholeness of mind, sometimes when you are the person that keeps going to kick that ball and it keeps getting moved on you, you are like, my brain isn't working, like I swear it was right there, right? I see people do this all the time with golf, and the ball never moved, but they go, and they're like, where'd it go? And it's like still on the tee, and you're like, what in the world, man? I used to coach baseball all the time, and we would do coach pitch, and you teach them how to do that, and they swing and a miss. You put it on a tee, and they still swing and a miss, or they swing below it and hit the tee, and then you're like, bro, bro. But life is built between those two things, and when we're working in our addiction, when we're working in our codependency, when we're living in that mindset, our life is insane. And the goal is that we will be able to start to apply the 12 steps to our life and rely on the hope that God gives us. And when he gives us that hope, we can start to move towards sanity where we can have a wholeness of mind. See, Romans chapter 12 tells us that he renews our mind. And when we go down that direction, we can have sanity, that we can base our life choices, our stuff off of truth. Well, insanity, the first letter is S, and it is strength. Where do you find your strength? Psalm 46, verse 1 says this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. When we find and we hit that spot in our life that we don't know how to move forward, we're faced with that issue, that thing that's there, we either fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. We either fight, man, come on, like outside the home, I'm probably a fighter. I'm ready to go. Inside the home, I'm like a gun, flee, I'm out, gun, get out of here. Then there's the freeze where you're just like, (laughs) I don't know what to do. And then there's the fun where they totally like, their whole body shuts down and you don't know how to handle it. And you just go in total, like you get sick, you get all that kind of stuff. There was a movie, City Slickers. I don't know if you remember that movie. Beginning of the movie, there's this guy that's married to this wife, and every time she would come into the room, he would pretend he was asleep so he wouldn't have to deal with her. He'd be, all... <laughs> and then she'd leave the room, and he'd pop back up and start talking again. And he's like, blah, blah, and she'd come in the room and. Oh my gosh, cracked me up. That's, uh, that's basically what we're doing. When we don't want, we're faced with those fears, when we're faced with that stuff in our life, we don't know how to deal with it. So we do what we've always done, and we live in this cycle of insanity, doing that same thing over and over again. What things have I repeatedly done that move me toward my own destruction? I got a chuckle out there because you know the insanity of like, yeah, the lies we tell ourselves. Here's a lie I used to tell myself: it doesn't hurt anybody but me. Mm. It's just this one time. For me, as a as a pornography addict, it's it's just this one little thing. Just this one image. It's just this one drink. It's just this one sip. What are the things that we've done? The constant lies. What about living under our own willpower? You know, white-knuckling it. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I can't. And we know that all far too often in our life. That desire to stop, and yet we fall constantly back into our old ways. I can do this on my own. I don't need a sponsor. I can do this on my own. I don't need an accountability partner. I don't, I can do this on my own. I don't need to go to a step study. I mean, I got the books from the bookstore. I can go through those four workbooks on my own, right? Right? I've ran into a few people like that. The answer to that is no, you can't do it on your own. It doesn't work. Diets. How many diets have you been on? Don't answer out loud. (laughs) The different diets. I remember I was working at the hospital and this one lady told me, my husband's on a hot dog only diet. (laughs) It's like, first of all, that's disgusting. Second of all, all you're eating is hot dog? Like if you're going to eat meat, eat, at least a recognizable meat, like that would be good. Like oh my goodness, the different diets that we've done. The hey, I'm just going to wean myself off, so instead of drinking, you know, a 64 pack of beer, I'm going to drink just you know, 32, 24, 12, 6. Okay, I'll go get the keg. It's okay. I'm only just going to do this little bit. We try to wean ourselves off, and that usually doesn't work. How about this? Going to recovery, but not actually doing recovery. So going to Tuesday night, sitting out here for a large group, but not actually doing recovery. I mean, I got, my, I got my court card signed, so everybody says that it's good. But I didn't actually really do anything for my recovery. I mean, I went to open share group, but I passed. But are they sharing stuff? I mean, I go to the mechanic a lot, and I sit in a garage a lot, but I'm not a car. Just because you're in the rooms doesn't mean that you are in recovery. You actually have to be actively working the steps. You have to be actively doing the hard work of recovery. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 says this, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I remember when I first walked in the room, and I've told the, that a lot, my story of that. But when I walked in the room and I was the only guy to sit there in a room of addicts that said that I'm a sex addict, a room of 20 and I'm one, everyone else was like, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, hi, I'm a sex addict. And they're like, Oh. You're the different one. Yes, I am. And then very shortly there, we had, a, we had four guys sitting in a room. Four guys sitting in a room. And we were dealing with our stuff. And now we've got close to 35 or 40 guys sitting in a room dealing with sex addiction to show that he used the weaknesses that I had of saying I'm a sex addict, the first time that you walked in here and you heard me introduce myself, that may have shocked you. Can you say that in public, let alone in church? Awkward. Exactly, right? And it's through that, not because of the fact that I identify as that, but because the fact that it's the weakness in me that God has been able to use as his strength to give people freedom to say, okay, well, if he can say that, then maybe I can say that. If he can talk about those things, then maybe I can talk about those things. The conversations in my office when I'm counseling people, hello, they're crazy. I have the best conversations in my office. We talk about great things. I love it. And they're like, can we say this in here? I'm like, yes, I think. (laughs) So the next letter is uh, A, which is acceptance acceptance. Romans chapter 15, verse 7, therefore receive one another just as Christ also received us to the glory of God, that we would receive each other, that we would accept each other. How do we receive other people? I mean, our serenity prayer says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Grant me that serenity that we would be able to accept The things we cannot change. See, I live in my life, and when I am feeling insane, and I feel insane a lot, it's usually because I'm trying to change the things that I can't, the people, places, and things around me. AA would use this in their big book. They say, and acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am uh, disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, things, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. I don't know if you've ever read that or heard that, but that is awesome. Acceptance is huge. I had, we had a big decision this last summer that one of our children came home with some news that rocked my world, and I was kicked. And I was mad, and I was angry because I couldn't change a thing, and I thought he was gonna mess up his whole entire life. And I had to come to a place where I could accept it. I had to accept what he was saying, and I had to deal with it. I couldn't change him. I couldn't change his decision. The only thing I could do is accept it. How do we accept ourselves? How do we accept ourselves? How do we accept the respons- and take responsibility for our actions? One of my biggest pet peeves is that phrase, my bad. That's my bad because it's a half not really taking responsibility. It's an excuse for a poor decision or a poor action. I see that a lot. I hear that a lot from young kids as I'm coaching them. But how do we take true responsibility for our actions? How do we truly take responsibility for the hurt and pain that we caused our spouse through our addiction? How do we take true responsibility for the hurt and pain we caused through trying to control our spouse? How do we take responsibility for that? Through acceptance. When we take responsibility, we can look at our, all our options for it, and then we can start to negotiate what the proper decision may be. We got to stop playing that blame game. Some of us are blaming it, blaming us, or blaming other people. Some of us are living in entitlement. I use this illustration every time I teach this, but I don't know, man. There's even more lawsuits that have come out, but McDonald's, right? The lawsuit where the lady said, your fries made me fat. (laughs) Well, McDonald's is not a health store. I went into, I forget where I went. I went in, it was McDonald's. I went into McDonald's last week, actually. And I was going to order something, and they were like, and I was like, like, what do you want? And I hadn't made up my mind. I said, I don't know yet. And they're like, you want something clean? I go, listen, if I'm going to eat clean, this is the wrong place. (laughs) The wrong place. We have to take responsibility, stop blaming other people and, and take responsibility for the fact that I put those fries in my mouth. I put that cheeseburger in my mouth. I put that pizza in my mouth and that other piece and that other piece and that other piece. I know I may have had a horrible upbringing, I had a horrible life, but I still chose... To do the things I did to get me in these rooms. I still chose to look at the pornography. I still chose to eat out of control. I still chose to do that. And you maybe chose to drink or do drugs. And that's life. So the end is this insanity is new life. Psalm 69, verses 1 through 3 says this Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire. Where there is no foothold, I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with, the, with me, my crying out, my throat is parched, my eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. Sounds like me when I was at rock bottom. Does that sound like you when you were at rock bottom? When you had no place else to turn, you were in the gutter, you were bottom of the bottom, in the muck and in the mire as scripture would say. It's up to here, and I'm sinking. My rock bottom, I think my rock bottom, was when I left a job in Alaska with my family to come back here to California. Because of my addiction. To live with my in-laws. To work at a job that I was getting half the pay. Working nights, stocking shelves at Lowe's. With a bunch of drug addicts. It was awesome. (laughs) That was my rock bottom. And how did I come out of that? By starting a new life. In Christ Psalm 40 verse 1 says this, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock making my step secure. He made a new person out of me. See, he can make a new person out of you. Your hope isn't in the person sitting to your right or to your left. Your hope isn't even in yourself. Your hope is in Jesus Christ. And hope is freedom from that bondage that you have had in your life. That, that addiction has had that foothold on you. And you can find freedom. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You can become a new creation. The iron in insanity is this, is, is integrity. We gain integrity when we follow through on our promises. I said this in the class I was teaching on Sunday, but here's the thing: if you say you're gonna do something, do it. Be a man of your word. Be a woman of your word. If for me and my kids, when I teach my kids to do homework, my wife has a whole other thing that she deals with with kids on homework. My thing is, turn your homework in. For the love of everything pure and holy, turn your homework in. Why is it in? Like, you did it. You put it in your binder. But you were too lazy to take it out and give it to a teacher? Turn in your homework. If you do that, you're halfway there. With jobs, if you show up on time, you're there on time, half the work is there. And you're good. Be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. How many of you have had gotten in trouble because you weren't where you were supposed to be when you were supposed to be there? <laughs> Got some hands, they're all, ah, all over the place. <laughs> the wives are elbowing them next to them. Whoever, Proverbs ten nine, he does not have this up there, but whoever walks in integrity walks securely. But he who walks, uh, whoever makes his ways crooked will be found out. See, no half-truths or half-measures. It's funny, I, was, I met with a guy last week, it's not funny, but I met with a guy last week because he was in dire straits, and man, he came in and he had this really nice junk and sin in his life, and he put it on a shelf for me, and he was like polishing it to make it look all good and nice, and I'm like, dude, it's still a pile of junk, you have to accept what it is. Don't try to polish it, make it look good like it's not as bad. Don't minimize your sin. There's no half truths or half measures. We have to be 100% honest. Because half truths and half measures result of weaknesses. Truth hurts, but lies leave scars. Lies leave scars. To sum up that point, tell the truth. T, trust. Man, I got to book it on these last ones. Man. Uh, Trust. Healthy relationships with others. How are you with that? You trust other people? How easy is it to trust other people? See, I learned at a young age, don't trust anybody with anything. Especially my heart. Because I got rejected and rejected and rejected. Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. How do we trust God? How do we let go of that fear, let go of those things we're trying to control, and let God be the one that's in charge? Let go of that person in our home that's driving us crazy, that we're trying to control their behavior and their actions. How do we let go of them and let God be the one that's in charge and responsible for them? How do we stop being the Holy Spirit in other people's lives and actually let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit? That's a novel idea. (laughs) I know. How do you make real friends? You got to change. When you get into recovery, you got to change who your friends are. Go to group. Listen to the guys in group. Listen to the gals in group. And when you're done... Don't just get in your car and leave, but actually come and get dessert with him if there's enough left. And if they have that peanut butter chocolate pie. It's amazing. Hang out with them, Talk with them, Get here early. Get a meal together. Hang out. Talk. That's how you start to build friendships. Go through a step study with people. The why insanity is this. Your higher power. Jesus Christ is your higher power. Because you were loved the way you are. You were loved for who you are. When you walked in the room as messed up as you are, you were loved. Romans 5, 8 says this, God demonstrated his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He knows your junk and he still loves you. He doesn't want you to continue down that path, but he still loves you. God can handle whatever comes your way. God can deal with whatever it is you're struggling with. God can deal with that fact that you're ticked off at them. That you have that big question, why did you let this happen in my life? Why do you let these bad things happen to me? God has big enough shoulders to handle that. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able But with the temptation, you will will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God didn't say, hey, you can make it through any temptation, go ahead and go to that party. (laughs) I know everybody's drinking around you, doing a line around you. It's okay, go do it, go do it. Scott, go ahead and go to that strip club. It's okay. No, no. Because there is a way to get out of that, and that is no and run. He gives us the strength to deal with what we have to do. And one of those powerful words that we can say to people is no. No. That's not healthy for me. Psalm 68, verse 19, praise the Lord. Praise God, our Savior, for each day he carries us in his arms. The idea that he carries us where we need to go. We can have eternal life and protection through Jesus Christ. Nahum 1.7 says this, The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. The Lord is good, a strong refuge. The big book of AA, page 57, it says this, When we drew near to him, he disclosed himself to us. Even the big book of AA points us to the fact there is a higher power out there and his name is Jesus Christ, that we would be able to be confident in the fact that God can restore us to sanity. And the life you've lived, the chaos that's been around you, the insanity that's there can be put back to normal and you can have wholeness of mind and you can base your decision and your reality on truth through Jesus Christ. Let's stand and close our time with a serenity prayer. Focus question tonight is, what do you keep repeating over and over again, expecting a different result? And what result were you looking for? All right, serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and supremely happy with you forever and the next. Amen. 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 Hey, God bless you guys. Head on to Open Share Group. First time guests right out this door. Second time guests right up front. Love you guys. See you afterwards.